1: with the sound of the cuckoo, you know that it is time for the Clockwork Cabaret. Hooray! Hooray! I am Emmett Davenport. And
2: I am Lady Attercop. We're discussing math. We were. And <laughs> how bad I am at
1: it. Uh, and how much we both hated geometry. Yeah,
2: we did both hate geometry. Yeah. I preferred algebra. Me um,
1: too.
2: Never got into algebra too. Oh, was I did. Didn't have the grades. Didn't have the brain power. Uh, it's okay. I always thought it was because I didn't apply myself, right? Like, oh, that's
1: the thing that that they always tell you.
2: Yes, I heard that a lot from my teachers. Hey, fellow ADHDers, You'd what's up? You'd be so
1: good at this at this if you if just you applied just yourself. Applied yourself.
2: You're oh, yeah. you're too smart to be making these grades. Why don't you just apply yourself? I'm sorry for everyone that just cringed and had a full body memory. Oh yeah,
1: I was, <laughs> and heard that a lot growing up. I was also told that I needed to that that I was too smart to 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 have such poor grades, mm -hmm. and if I just applied myself, and my response was, this is essentially uh, babysitting. Like I understand that public schools are just essentially a place to uh, children prisons, and uh, I I don't have to apply myself any harder than this because uh, it's not worth it to me.
2: You were very popular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do that. I
1: just cried, but because also, I wasn't
2: homeschooled, yeah, I was so asleep. I didn't. I had been broken by the system. By that was then. also
1: partially why I was like, no, I, I know that, I know that I could apply myself, but why bother?
2: I was trying. See, my problem was I was, I was trying. <laughs> Yeah. I just I didn't. didn't I didn't know how to magically make myself better at school. It turns out I couldn't. But anyway, yeah. yes, I didn't get to, to algebra two. I was I was we that's called right. it boot math that's uh right. in my school. It was it was remedial. Oh. And I got a C in remedial math, everybody. I was very proud because that's the highest grade I've ever gotten in math. Oh. Mm. And, I t- and I did apply myself. I tried really hard to do math in college because I was like, I'm paying for it. Yeah. I've got to pass these courses. I sat at the front of the class. I was very determined. I had my notebook and my pencils. And I didn't draw in my book, which is what I normally did during math oh, class. Yeah. Doodle in my book. Oh yeah. Um, I actually took notes and paid attention. I still didn't understand it. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. My math professor used to laugh at me because... Again, sitting right up front, staring at the board with a face that I can only imagine was one of, huh? Uh, And then immediately she goes like, I can always tell when you understand the problem because your face just lights up with this, oh my God, I got it. I was like, yeah, no, I did. I just understood something. I'm so proud. I think I passed that class with a D. Well, you know what? D was passing. It's all I needed. And I, and I didn't take any more math after that. And I'm a dumbass to this day. That's, no, math is just not your strong suit. It's not my thing. I can count back change, though. I can count back change. That's a dying think, art, so. I
1: think I'll, practical. I'll take, I'll
2: take that for it. I'll take that to heart. Any practical application is fine. And I did use math once when I was a graphic designer. I used algebra once when I was a graphic designer. Oh, nice! Yeah, I had to solve for x. I had to solve for x in real life. Oh, it was yes. very exciting.
1: I remember the day that we had to do some. We had to do some tip, some, untypical math in, in a work situation. My my significant other at the time, uh, worked at a factory where they had to uh, use an uh, an acid base. To, uh, chemicals to uh, to clean ball bearings. It was a ball bearing plant <laughs> factory, that sounds and, so good. and the ratio of of chemicals wasn't right. Mm. And so he you had to. He came yes. He came home, and we figured out this the mathematical equation to to adjust the 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 chemicals so that he could then go back to work and. In and the ball bearing and factory. let them know that that it needed to be adjusted, <laughs> and this was the formula to to adjust it. Mm. And I was just, and it, and I was like, this is the first time I've ever actually used. used any of this math that I was told would be very important in my f- would, future adult life.
2: I would never stop telling that story. Let me tell you guys. It, I mean, I just told you about the one time I had yes. to solve for x, and yes. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh. Man, no that sounds also ball bearing factory yeah, sounds it was, like a sounds like something my great grandmother did when
1: she came over from Ireland on he, the boat he worked the third he worked third shift when we were in college oh. and it was terrible he had to sleep in a closet in our in our apartment because that was the only room that didn't that, get any would, light. that would be completely dark mm-hmm. so that he could actually get some sleep because he would try to sleep in our shared bedroom and it would It did not work well. Yeah. Yeah. It was not it did not work. So the closet it was it was a little small closet that he's he made a little he made a little cave that he would sleep in. This sounds horribly bleak. It was very bleak. No,
2: that boyfriend I had that I made sleep in the closet. I didn't work third shift at the ball bearing. I didn't make
1: him do any of that. He did it. He chose he chose that existence. He chose that existence. (laughs) It was not me. Uh, I just had to deal with story. the. I had to deal with the repercussions of his weird third shift lifestyle. A third shift is tough. Yeah, like, he did. He only did it for like a year. He, yeah,
2: it's it's hard. It's it's hard being awake when everyone else is. A,
1: personally, yes. I kind of like it, but I'm not
2: a yeah. normal human being. <laughs> with, yeah, with normal interests.
1: Well, he was. He was doing it because he had. He had. Uh, not really dropped out of college. He had he had taken a sabbatical from college yeah. to figure out what, what he was what he was doing with his life because he had switched his ma- major yeah. a second time and <laughs> and he was trying to decide what he should do. And so he was like, I will take a year off to try and, right. yeah. and no, try no and figure stuff out and then used that... in
2: spending we are from America, so you have to yes. pay for your schooling.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so he
2: No use in burning that cash if you're not sure what yeah. you're gonna do with it. Right, yeah.
1: And so he just needed a job and that. Yeah. that third and shift is always he also hiring. Didn't really have any other marketable skills because he spent all of his time in school.
2: Yeah, third, third <laughs> shift is always hiring. I, my yeah. brother worked third shift for a while at a making printer cartridges, which also sounds oh, yeah. deeply, deeply upsetting. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, no, I didn't do that long. Yeah. <laughs> Don't blame you.
1: The, yeah, the closest thing I ever came to third shift was. Just working... Well, I mean, I worked at a movie theater when I was a kid. Mm. Um, But I did work at a bakery for a short period of time where I had to get up at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. Right, baker's hours. And that was was horrible, and I did not last very long. I worked there for two months. They broke me. They broke (laughs) me. They broke me with their stupid factory mentality, and I could not handle it. I couldn't handle it. The sleep, the hours, and... No, Just, it's tough. Oh, life was no. That was it. Was terrible. So I did not last long at that job. No, closest, I tried. <laughs> yeah,
2: the closest thing I ever came to third shift was delivering papers with my dad. Which you know, not not. You're thinking if you're thinking, imagining little paper boy. Yeah. No, 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 no. This was the Miami Herald, and it was two a.m. You got there. Yeah. And folded all your papers, put them in those little sleeves, and then spent the had them, right. had to have them delivered by six a.m. So Oof. yeah, that was a rough. Oh, my poor Bob. (laughs) Sorry, Dad. I'm sorry that there's a backstory about why he had to do that. And it's equally as depressing as working in a ball bearing factory and sleeping in a closet. (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Uh, It involves unpaid medical bills caused by your brother. Yeah, so.
1: Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. The 90s. Oh. Once again, our capitalistic society is a hellscape that we cannot escape. From which
2: there is no escape. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think that was the 80s. Oh, yeah. I think oh, that yeah. was like the late 80s, early 90s. But, hey, I saw a lot of downtown Fort Lauderdale in the dark.
1: Which probably was them. more interesting or less interesting? I mean, interesting. it's the only time that you don't have to sit in traffic. So, oh, yeah, you know. hey. go. So you probably saw more of it than you would have mm.
2: during the day. Yeah. I love jealousy windows, you know? Hey. <laughs> I know there's only like two Floridian listeners that know what jealousy windows are. They're like, oh, hey! <laughs>
1: I don't know what those are.
2: They are back in the day, in the 80s and 90s, uh, they are the quote unquote hurricane proof windows. Mm -hmm. You can't have large panes of glass because if something hits the glass, it'll shatter and it's dangerous. So, jealousy windows are these uh, strips of, like, short or long, but small strips of glass that are put
1: in um, like a little track that you can oh, open yes. and they all
2: open and close yes. together and they're oh. very narrow. Yes,
1: I l- actually lived in a house that had them mm-hmm. for some weird reason.
2: And then, and the, well, the thought process is, number one, that uh, it, it keeps, like, yeah, when a hurricane comes and throws a tree through yeah. your, your front window, uh, you, then you only have to to replace these small panes of glass instead of the whole big right. thing. And also then you're getting a lot, like you're opening it up and inventing the
1: house a yeah. lot. I don't think they do those anymore.
2: <laughs> I no. don't think those exist. I
1: don't because think so. they suck. Yeah, I think the only time I've ever seen them not on a house is on like old uh like airstream yeah, trailer yeah, things. Kinds of things. Yeah. They're
2: very popular in a certain pre nineteen nineties construction Florida.
1: Yeah, we had we had them we had them in a in one one of the weird houses that we lived in at one point in yeah. in east on the eastern shore of Maryland and I don't know okay. and I don't don't See, know I was gonna why. Say, you, can't, you
2: can't have them any place that's too cold because you yeah. can't insulate those but yeah which makes it great for tropical yeah climates, it was like but... in
1: it was like in the kitchen area of the house we we my my mother we redid all of the windows and stuff mm. uh, once. We were in there, but it was one of the weird, one of the w- many houses that she bought for a really, really cheap price because it needed a lot of work. And it was also out in the middle of nowhere in a town with like six houses. Oh my God. And, a, and an abandoned uh, train I was just gonna station. Oh, she's going to say an
2: abandoned factory?
1: No, an abandoned train station. Oh, and sweet. then our neighbor on our left side was a house that had just been grown up. Uh, and, and like was just overgrown oh, oh, and okay. empty and like abandoned things were inside it. Oh. And it was, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a weird, it was a weird adventure at I, time as a child I that I lived there. I even
2: conceive of that. Yes,
1: it was so weird.
2: The closest I got was when I was in college. Friends of mine lived next door to a house that had been gutted by a fire and I think the nineteen eighties, and never repaired because mm. it had been like two apartments. Yeah. And like, so there was just this aban this burnt out house next door to next yeah. door to them. So of course we went in it because yeah you know we went up the stairs. Ooh, that, seems... that, that was not smart. Don't do that at home, kids. Yeah, uh, but I have I took some. We were because because we are how we are. We were photography students oh, of at the time, yeah. and we were like, you know, what's gonna be some cool photos—a burnt-out house, oh, so yes. us and our cameras, this yeah. <laughs> abandoned, dangerous house,
1: that sounds sitting about right. on an
2: island in in northern Florida.
1: Yep, that sounds mm-hmm. about right. Yep. Mhm. Yep. Yeah, we did go into the abandoned house. Of course, and, you did. And there was like weird old uh, glass bottles and things like that. That, because it looked like the house had been em- abandoned in like the probably the forties or fifties, uh, so it had been it a had been a while.
2: <laughs> we we knew it was abandoned, like the fire happened sometime in the eighties because we were digging through stuff and found. Oh yeah. Paper yeah. like papers and things that yeah. dated from that time period, but nothing after, and then yeah. we went,
1: and it was around Easter because we also found Easter decorations. Well, since this, uh, we lived in this house in the eighties. So this house, the the next door house had enough growth around it mm. that that was very obviously like that's like a good thirty years. That's thirty <laughs> years with a tree, <laughs> trees and plants and you know raccoons. Yeah, there was. We shouldn't have been in there. No, it was probably tetanus <laughs> waiting to happen. That was we, definitely. But we of course. Because we were bored, homeschooled children, we of course had to wander through the woods and, <laughs> I mean, and explore even... everything. There was also an abandoned barn, a big old barn, in like across a pond behind us. That that I would go and hang out in, and yeah. re- and read, and hide from my siblings. Yeah, because yeah, that sounds about right. Because it was just far enough that. My youngest, my young sister was not allowed to go that far by herself. Ah. Someone had to go with her. So I was safe. I guess
2: in a, in a town of six p houses, who's going to kidnap you? Yeah. <laughs> like you can do the search in one day. It's like I checked every house
1: literally. Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah. I also, I kind of, I kind of regret never going into the old train station. That probably would have killed you. It probably would have, but yeah, I kind for of. Sure. But I kind of. I kind yeah. of. It's one of those. I like, definitely would have tried to go in there. I would have liked to. My have. mom
2: would have had to ban oh, ban us yeah. from it.
1: Yes, I think the fact that I never expressed any interest, she never told me no. But I <laughs> that also would have been the
2: first thing out of my mom's mouth. Don't go in the abandoned house. Yes. Don't go in the abandoned train station. Don't go in the abandoned barn. But I had three younger brothers. Yeah, so. see, that's the thing is, is, that I was the oldest, so <laughs> so was I. <laughs> they they couldn't trust.
1: They, yeah. She knew I couldn't be trusted, and then there's yeah.
2: f- three boys behind me. I I was more likely. We'd to... have been setting off M80s in that yeah, I was,
1: I was more likely to be climbing up a tree, read and sit and read than I was to uh to go to go into somewhere where to so, somewhere ba- you were banned from. Yes, and
2: and try to blow it up yeah. and start a fire. Did yeah. you ever? Yeah, we would have definitely tried to. We we tried to make our own explosives oh. by taking apart tiny firecrackers. See, you had
1: brothers. And, I I had sisters. And sister.
2: combining them into bigger firecrackers. I only. I
1: only had brother. I only had a brother well, during the during the the summer months. So <laughs> the
2: brothers will get you into trouble. Yes.
1: that was the only time I ever actually had any
2: actually a, bad
1: bad adventures that were potentially harmful. Was I'm, usually because.
2: I'm thinking about my sisters. Yeah, no, they wouldn't have been that stupid. We were just dumb because yeah. they watched us grow grew up watching us get hurt. Yeah, not that they wouldn't have tried it themselves to make their own enemies, Yeah, but they probably watched. They watched all of us get bloodied up and yeah, beat yeah. up enough that they went.
1: Mm, no, I'm good. I'm
2: not gonna. Whatever they do, I'm not. I'm gonna do the opposite because that seems like the smart plan. They never jumped off
1: the roof into a pool. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually heard enough stories from my mom and her friends of dumb stuff that it made me basically not. Yeah. I was like, I oh. tend to just want to sit and read, hide somewhere, I'm a more, make people leave me alone.
2: I'm, I'm much more cautious so these days. Yeah. I've, I haven't tried to make my own explosives in,
1: oh, at least five years. Well, see, there you go. It's also, it's been a pandemic, and it's really hard hard to get get the material.
2: It's hard to get that black powder (laughs) during a pandemic. Production just shut down. It's just terrible. Supply chain problems. (laughs) This is one of those things I shouldn't say on the show. No, no. Like when I was threatening to kill, you know, heads of state and and get my hands on sarin gas. Yeah.
1: No, no. Everything she is saying is a joke allegedly
2: i tried to get my hand on some yes, black
1: she powder doesn't she doesn't have enough of a of a for an attention span
2: it's true i would get bored
1: and also she says stuff on the show and then immediately forgets that she said it so yes yeah so don't don't, <laughs> don't take, worry don't take anything she says seriously yes. and with that let's play some music or we will just babble on incessantly
3: Still to slow. To slow down the time, I'm up in the woods, I'm down on my mind, I'm building a still to slow. No!
4: this is Adrian from Adelaide in South Australia. You're listening to the Clockwork Cabaret on Mad Wasp Radio.
5: The whispering grass. Are we?
2: Dead Can Dance with Tell Me About the Forest You Once Called Home. Before that we had Bon Iver with Woods and starting off our set was Hungry Ghosts with Remember What It Was Like to Float.
6: They found Mary Bellows cuffed to the bed with a rag in her mouth and a bullet in her head Oh, oh me Bellows She'd grown up hungry She'd grown up poor She left her home in Arkansas Oh, oh me. Wanted to see the deep blue sea. She traveled across Tennessee. Oh, oh, Mary She met a man along the way. He introduced himself as Richard Slade. Bellows. Oh Mary thought that she might die And she saw the ocean for the first time Oh poor me She checked into a cheap little place Richard slate carried in her old suitcase bellow. I'm a good girl, sir, she said to him I couldn't possibly permit you in Tipped his hat and winked his eye and turned away without goodbye. Upon me, it bellows. She sat on her bed and thought of home, with a sea breeze whistling all alone. Oh, for me, rebello. The hope and loneliness, she crossed the floor and undid the latch on her front door. Oh, for me, rebello. They found her the next day, cuffed to the bed. The rag in her mouth and a bullet in her head. Oh, homie, hello. Some of us keep your girls at home. Don't let them journey out alone. Tell them this world is full of danger, to shun the company of the stranger's old, home
2: Root with Anna Bayonet. Before that, we had Devochka with Ruthless, and starting off our set was Nick Caving the Bad Seeds with The Kindness of Strangers. by Death with Organ Grinder, before that we had Tiger Lilies with Cuckoo Song, and starting off our set was Man Man with Feathers.
4: When you're asleep,
7: I just realized that I'm dying to see you and hear you all over again and again. When did it start? It on which exact moment? Oh, I don't know, and I hope it will end. Maybe tomorrow, but probably never. In a swirl of obsession, I helplessly fall, feeling disguising, soul polarizing. Where is the exit? Of course, there is none. When, when did it start? on which excite moment? In a swirl of obsession, I helplessly fall, feeling disguising and a soul polarizing. When of course there is none. Oh, no no, 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 no body is burning with fever of the of force. What is it that's really burning parts of you, of course? Is it because I am Russian? Is it because you are not? When did it start? It? Oh, which
5: exact moment
7: in this world of obsession?
5: I helplessly fall
7: Feeling disguising And a soul full and rising And where is the exit? Of course there is no no hear you all over again and again when did it started on which exact moment oh i don't know and i hope it will end maybe tomorrow but probably never in a swirl of obsession i helplessly fall feeling disguising so polarizing where is the exit of course there is none feeling disguising so polarizing where is the exit of course there is none
2: this atmospheric auditory experience is brought to you by Sexton St. Sexton's Mood-Setting Real Estate. Are you a soul-searching poet of somber disposition looking for a location necessary to morbid reflection? Are you a stoic professor of criminology in need of a home ripe with the potential for intriguing calamity? We have the location for you. Skeletal tree on a mist-shrouded hill? We got it. Rickety shutters that clutter in a baleful wind? <laughs> There they are! The hounds? You can't stop us from releasing them! From creaking floorboards to inaccessible attics, every property is guaranteed to amuse, inspire, and forebode. Sextant, St. Sextant's mood setting real estate. There's a fog on the moors,
1: and it could be yours! And the leaves are turning, the days are waning, and your lungs are filling with a sort of viscous ichor that normally fights Conan the Barbarian at the bottom of a temple pit. Get a head start on the melee with Dr. Fieldgood's tubercular confectionery. Ask for it, steadying yourself on a handrail
2: by name. As always, the Clockwork Cabaret winds their way up the stairs of the lighthouse to light the beacon calling home their wayward sailor from the tempest-tossed seas. But they well know that his life, his love, and his lady is the Mad Wasp Radio. Oh, Mandy, you're a fine girl, but he'd rather hang out with a bunch of dudes in the middle of nowhere.
3: miss
4: you you're always here behind the door in the rear view
0: mirror how good idea there is no space there is no time we are here You're a queen, I'm your clan, let's go strolling through the town, through the crowd.
2: That's shovels and rope with by blood. Before that was Google Bordello with I Just Realized, and starting off our set, was the Decemberists with A Cautionary Song. <laughs>
8: was five of a family friend Foster's pricking
9: that
2: Bridge City centers with Rock Bottom. Before that we had The Scarring Party with How Far Down Does This Hole Go? And starting off our set was Ghost Number with The Unknown.
10: I can't make my mood match the weather. I can't make the weather do what I want. So I resigned myself to pry that big old sun out of the sky. And I will live my days in darkness till I die. I tried to be good, I was a failure. So I took to taking all the good men down. It wasn't hard to do, I just huffed and puffed and blew until all the two sheep scattered on the ground. You could be right, they might come for me at night. An angry mob with torches right outside my door. Throw my spite, I might never win the fight, but I will rage against the light. bottle just to see if i could call the lightning down it hasn't struck me yet and i would wage my soul to bet that there ain't no one throwing the lightning anyhow too many tries attempting fate to call it over and you get to thinking fate's got different plans like maybe i'm not born to die but to bring darkness to the sky pull that goddamn sun down any way i can might come for me at night an angry mob but torch is bright outside my door for all my spite i might never win the fight but i will rage against the light That big old sun in the sky I find myself the pride of
11: and pray that for each of My wealth is all at your command.
2: with O Death, before that we had The Devil Makes Three with Johnson Family, and starting off our set was Brown Bird with Blood of Angels. store discreetly under the nearest lavatory door.
12: The similarities in situation between the Donner Party and the Colonial Pilgrims is both appalling, frightening, and incomplete. In both cases, you will find one, a fairly large group of ill-prepared greenhorns, pitting themselves against nature and each other. Two, an insufficient willingness to endure the very real hardships of frontiering, And three, coincidental misfortune at every turn. Number three, coincidental misfortune at every turn. The disasters of both camps were initially brought about by departure delay-inducing inertia, which caused our heroes to begin their journeys at absolutely retarded times weather-wise. If fantasy is the refuge of the frightened man, and a castle in the air is safe harbor for a foolish few. Just imagine living in a hut buried 12 feet below the snow with the sight and smell of the scattered carcasses of loved ones at your feet. It is the lay of the land. Just another day. I would like to propose that cannibalism was indeed rampant among America's earliest settlers, the Pilgrims. The Pilgrims what does settler imply, if not the willingness to settle? To settle for a meal of human flesh, if my thoughts on the subject are to be believed? In conclusion, spread the word of this. Look to the night sky and hark back to our forefathers' shortcomings, and your own, as you cut your meat and lay the groundwork for a new tomorrow.
13: Two men red and twelve men white And we five sisters along for the blight Spinning a quilt on a loom
2: murder song with the Five Sisters. Before that we had Rasputina with the Donner Party and starting off our set was PJ Harvey with Red Right Hand. Stay down. Sickert in the Army of Broken toys with Bloodless. Before that we had Hellblinky Blinky with all for you and starting off our set was Primus with Candyman. Les Claypool making but <laughs> what well, was already a questionable song?
1: Yeah, so they let's claim uh, Primus put out a whole uh, album of w- Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. It was oh. actually, I think, it was a whole experience where you could go and see them live, and it was a light show and oh. and I, all. Yeah, and that
2: sounds amazing. Honestly,
1: <laughs> amazing and probably terrifying. Oh yeah, you would have nightmares yes. for months. But yeah, but I I'm slightly jealous. I know I, that I didn't get to see it.
2: Me too. But. And of course, we can't have a, a spooky song set without uh Walter Sickert the yeah. of broken toys cuz it is
1: it is it is the season. It is. I'm very excited. The I can't season help it. For us. All the creepiness is oh, coming. I mean, creepiness. I'm sure that doesn't really necessarily change the show in any huge thing cuz uh, we like creepy. No.
2: <laughs> Every year we're like all throughout October all the playlists are spooky and spectacular. It's like um uh, they're not significantly different than the other than
1: the rest of the year,
2: but they're the themed.
1: They're a little more themed.
2: They're a little bit more themed around
1: horror. Yes. And spoopiness. Speaking of horror, I did watch the trailer for the new Hellraiser movie, <gasps> which I will not be watching because I don't, don't like, like horror, horror, horror movie. at all. <laughs> which yes, is weird, I but I have. To show you. But I did read the book. Yeah. Many years ago, many many years ago.
2: Apparently, some people are shocked, shocked and appalled, shocked and appalled by how gay the new Hellraiser is. And we were just like, did, did, they not know about Clive Barker? Did, did, did,
1: did, they not know? I I assume that they I, don't know. No, yeah, do you, like he. I
2: directed the first one.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't understand. <laughs> I I have this that feeling when anybody complains about them doing Mm. updating some of the stuff that they've updated it's like did you this is
2: too woke now
1: did did you not know who Clive barker was before like star wars did Mm. you not know that the empire were not space nazis did you not realize they were the bad bad guys and that they were the bad guys we're not rooting for anakin no no or darth vader you're not supposed to
2: you're not supposed to Supposed to root for the good guys. Yes. Who are not the space Nazis. Who are not space Nazis. You should not be surprised that openly gay writer, director Clive Barker puts some gay themes in his BDSM sex monster. Yeah. Yeah. You know, come on. (laughs) Like, (laughs) my favorite story about Hellraiser. Oh, right. no. Is that, well, no, yeah, no it it's, no. is totally appropriate. Yeah, no, uh, that <laughs> Clive Barker had never directed before. It was the first thing he ever directed. Yeah. They were like, Do you know how to direct a movie? He's like, I know how to direct a movie. Well, he's British. I know how to direct a movie. Yes, of course. Absolutely. I know all about movies. Yes, cameras, directing. And then he went to the library to check out some books on how to direct movies, and they were out. They had already been checked out by someone else. So he just had to wing it. And I was like, I love that. I was like, yes, no, yes, of course. If you're going to adapt my novel, I must, I must be the one to direct it. I want, I want to make sure to get all the gay
1: in he, there. He clearly didn't uh, learn from Stephen King and all of the
2: Stephen <laughs> well, King. Well, no, but he went
1: on to have a career as a director. Yeah. So, like, obviously,
2: <laughs> he he did all right. Yeah. You know the the first film is good. I would not, I would not have guessed that he had had no directing experience before. Uh, maybe I should have,
1: but. I know that it was terrifying. I don't... It It I I I started to watch it and then I quickly questioned my decisions because I I had a moment of going, why am I doing this to myself? I don't like horror movies. I like the first... the, The special effects are really good in the first one, too. I mean, they're gross. Especially yeah. the one
2: part where the uncle melts. Well and
1: but I do appreciate that it gives it a, a more realistic because it seems low budget to me mm-hmm. and like like I mean almost know. kind of Blair Witchy before Blair Witch. Like right. like you kind of feel like, Oh, this happened. <laughs> very obviously this was somebody's
2: something this happened to someone. Yeah. I just like that he direct. he's like no I must direct it. I have to be the one to direct it. I need to make it as gay as possible. Please, please. <laughs> I am years off from making nightbreed. I must make sure that no one dis un- everyone understands very gay. <laughs> and now people are complaining that it's too gay. Yeah, I It's like I read, don't... read a Clive Barker book. Just yes. read one. Just any, one. Any, any, any of them. One. Any of them. Any one.
1: Any of them will do.
2: <laughs> any of them will really do. Yeah. And be warned, you're gonna read a Clive Barker book. <laughs> Just putting that out
1: there. If you like horror and you like oh, yeah. and you uh, and you like super gay, it'll yeah. be it'll be good.
2: <laughs> and you know, I mean, they are products of their time. I'm sure I haven't reread any.
1: Oh no, in a while. I have a feeling that there are probably some very dated mm-hmm. things that that may not. Translated. Hold up, hold up to modern sensibilities, but but uh but uh, no, I watched the I watched the the uh, pre the uh, trailer for for the new one and With the it
2: lady looks pinhead.
1: it looks I mean it looks awesome. I mean, still not gonna watch it. <laughs> I'll watch it, but but I mean the all of the the special effects and the mm-hmm. costuming and and the the. the the whole intro in the trailer looked really good. And I was like, oh, look at that. I have not read this story in like a thousand years, so I can't even remember. I think I watched. But it's got to be better than Hellraiser in space. Oh,
2: gosh. Yeah, the Hellraiser's (laughs) after. The first one is good. The first one is enjoyable. It's a lot of fun. Uh, That's the Clive Barker one. The ones after that are not... Yeah, no, they just... you know Sometimes, like... Sometimes they, like, as they progress and they get stupider, yeah. they get more fun. Like, yeah. the Jason movies definitely, like, after a while start to get so stupid they're fun. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the Hellraisers did not. To Did the sex, weirdly enough, the sex demon movie. <laughs> yeah. Did also, get better as it
1: Hellraiser in space, you would, I would, I would think that that would be a comedy. Yeah. That sounds like a comedy. It would, sounds like a, something made up, like. That somebody drunkenly said, hey, hey, let's do a Hellraiser movie, oh, yeah. but let's put it in space. You know, because Aliens is really popular. All the alien yeah. movies and things no, like that are is really good. popular. Yeah, it's scary know. in space. we yeah, can have Hellraiser, can in Hellraiser. Space. That would be awesome.
2: Well, you we can fight Jason Voorhees yes, because Jason
1: Voorhees
2: goes to space with iced tea, I think. Yes, yeah.
1: that's he was <laughs> Or is sure. that Ice Cube? He goes I don't space know. to space with somebody. <laughs> it's some rapper. He I don't remember. He
2: goes into space. I didn't see that one. No. I just also, I also didn't see the one where he fights Freddy Krueger, but maybe I should have.
1: I don't know. Those I are yeah, once again, I don't like those kind of horror movies. Jason Voorhees would just fight I'll everybody. I watch a supernatural like spooky movie. But you won't watch a slasher flick? I don't like slasher fit flicks. Well, they just I don't know. see I do
2: I enjoy a good slasher yeah, flick. I just I think it's too shopping mall. That's great. That's when the robots kill people <laughs> in a shopping mall. That's I mean why I've
1: it's I mall. have <laughs> accidentally seen a bunch of them because someone will put one on and then I will like, oh okay. oh god. I, I love a dumb slasher like, flick. I'm... Wrong what was it? Wrong exit. I think that's the one where they go into the hills of Kentucky and they it's a cabin full of hillbilly hillbilly cannibals.
2: Oh, isn't that the hills have eyes?
1: No, well, it's probably the same. (laughs) That's also some hillbilly cannibals. Yes. Yes. Uh, Apparently, there's a lot of hillbilly cannibals crossover is is a rich genre. Yeah.
2: That, that, that Rob Zombie really loves.
1: (laughs) Yeah, hills have eyes. The. Hills have corpses, I don't know.
2: House of Corp- Thousand Corpses. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's not well, I mean there are redneck murderers, but I don't think they're cannibals. They're, one of them is a
1: clown. Tucker Tucker and somebody saves Tucker fights, and evil, Dale, yeah. fights Evil fights evil.
2: They're not they're not they're the heroes though. They're not right. the murderers. Right. That, that's
1: the, another good that's one. The that's the twist. The twist. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta that's have that. one of those.
2: Well, that one's good. No. All right, and we, we seem to have picked up an infestation of some
1: sort, so I think we should... I think it's a duck. Oh, God. I think we've got There's ducks. There's nothing worse than We've got than a bad ducks. case of ducks. <laughs> we've got a bad case of ducks at the door. And, uh, <laughs> there has never been a greater horror. It's uh, it's true. And with that, this has been the Clockwork Cabaret. She is Lady Attercourt. And they are Emmett Davenport. And it's not work we do. It's, it's love. love. This is Mad Wasp
0: Radio. Home of the Hits